Hey everybody, you've reached the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm Andrew. And this is Josh. Well, that was nice. We did it. That's two in a row. It's, it's really, it's good when I know I'm supposed to like go first and then I'm not likely to blow it in that way anyway. Like I'll still we find another way. Stop now. Yeah. <laughs> Can we have a 15 second podcast? Oh, man. Is that Actually, a thing? It probably has to be by now. There's all these gimmicks. Because every other one is like four hours or three hours. I'm like, I don't have that kind of time. But. That'd be good. Like the 20 second opening song and then us saying hello and then telling people to like check out the website. Yeah. So just song. the opening and the ending of the podcast and then that's yeah. just it. Or also like a knock on the door would be great. Like we sometimes get. Yeah. Like two or three times we've been a lucky A phone enough. call or something. <laughs> or that weird beeping. It was a special surprise guest. Special surprise <laughs> guest. It's always like my, my, uh, I had forgotten about the beeping that one episode with the answering oh, yeah. machine and then my wife was like what is that noise? We were like listening in the car and she, yeah. like, she just thought it was something going by or whatever and she's like it keeps happening. So we're recording this on Tuesday, July 31st. Man. We'll be chatting about the schedule of August 3rd through the 9th. Huge. We actually have next week's schedule already. Oh. But Alvira will wait and do another recording next week because I got other stuff to do. That's <laughs> so we can't look past two. Like, that's, it's funny, like, when we got the schedule, the staff schedule last night, and it was like, it's for two weeks. I was like, oh my God, did I book off time like I planned? Like, did have I, and I, I always try to do it ahead of time, but you never. It's just that fear before opening the schedule, like fear and excitement. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, when am I working? What's going to be happening? And I was like, did I want a day off? And I just blew this for myself. But it all worked out. And uh, and actually, I'm not here next week, pretty much. Yeah, I have but- seven days off after today, so... I'm going to a wedding in Montreal. A wedding. It's Ooh. a. It's not even a wedding, because the ladies got married already. Ah. So this is like a... Like a for friends, couple months ceremony. later. Hey, look, we're married now. Party. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's not that that like odd these days, though. No, like, everything's like you know. It used to be you go to a church and then go into the basement and have a party, and now it's <laughs> without anyone knowing about it. Like yeah. breaking into a church. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like now people do it legally. Apparently, years back, my friends did what I heard is more common, and I'm like, oh, I don't want this to pick up because it just doubles your responsibility. Is they had a wedding out east for her family oh man and then in ottawa for people here yeah so if you're a good friend of the couple that means you just got to do everything twice right yeah <laughs> and, that's, and, and i guess they're not expecting you know it's one of those like feel free to not come to do things exactly ceremony yeah. things but but if you live in ottawa and are like a best friend and got to travel to moncton then you're like well it just doubles up everything yeah especially when you're like i know i'm not going to moncton so <laughs> that wedding i'll never let him live it down i won tickets to go see the world premiere of Land of the Dead. Oh, man. I think it was Toronto After Dark. Yeah, I think Something so. Like that. But just like from, you know, entering online. Yeah. And I won a couple tickets to it. Was and he gonna, was Romero going to be yeah, there? Yeah, Romero was there the yeah, whole day. he lives there. So, I mean. And my friend John and I are giant Romero fans. Yeah. And it was the day of my friend's wedding in Moncton. Oh, man. So we were like, we're not buying you presents. We're not going to be happy. Yeah. <laughs> the present is that we don't get a present, basically. And I remember being like, how upset would your wife be if instead of at your wedding, yeah. we were watching a zombie movie in yeah. Toronto and just sending our love. And Dennis, you know, Opp- Dennis like, Opera's like, weddings, man. They freak me out. <laughs> yeah. I can, get, I can get George to, like, sign a card for you. Oh, man. Leguizamo. You know, you missed all the, the top yeah. stars. Uh, What's funny is, like, I mean, I want to take shots, especially after his death, but, like, that movie wasn't amazing. What? I'm not saying it. I well, I'm not saying it was bad. I liked like, it. Yeah. I'm appalled, but just... In comparison to the original trilogy, yeah. I mean, I think what 
I, I don't know what sort of threw me a little bit was just you can see it peeking out like it, it's a low budget Romero movie peeking out of a big budget Hollywood Romero or, yeah you know or Toronto Hollywood or whatever you want to is say is Lee in that movie oh no he I was on the set he though. was like hanging around yeah. why was he hanging around <laughs> why, why wouldn't uh, he be hanging around how did he get there get how he got on the set apparently he helped direct a shot what apparently there was a zombie in the background like far in the background and I think he went to the AD or something or and said oh that zombie like way in the back looks amazing like put her up to the front man they actually did that I didn't know you could just do that yeah I was gonna say can we prove this story because that sounds I'm not saying he's a liar but like I would love that story for myself as well I'm like you know don't ask anyone but uh, I helped George Romero direct a couple of scenes if I fly to London can I just go like walk onto the Star Wars set and be like JJ that stormtrooper in the back looks really cool yeah the the police are on you in two seconds who are you how did you get in here it's like man did you direct Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter because if you didn't please leave now Yeah, I knew a couple... It was like a friend of a friend. There's one shot in the movie, a close-up shot, where a zombie is watching fireworks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like a quick snap, like... and But that's a friend of a friend. And it was just luck of the draw. He was one of the 75 extras that day and they were like you look good here you stand here yeah and like uh like peg and writer in that movie i think yeah oh yeah i remember someone was telling a story or i was reading something that back before dawn of the dead and night living dead are what they are now i believe on dawn it was they put an ad in the pittsburgh paper and were like hey do you want to come down and be a zombie we'll pay you five dollars and give you lunch and a t-shirt yeah I think they did a a similar thing on day of the day I would take that five dollars the lunch Lunch, and the t-shirt was enough for me like those shirts are probably worth like five grand now oh my god (laughs) and just like just to go and get made up you Mm -hmm. know like a zombie and and, you know (laughs) if you're a background zombie it doesn't take if you're taking direction and have to do something do a stunt that's something but if you're just one of the 50 people kind of shuffling along in the background I can do that. Yeah, like like the ambling zombie is where it's at. Or if you could be one of the ones that like falls off the escalator or whatever. Yeah. Like, that would have been sweet. I love those. Like that's just such or a, a fun pie way. in the face zombie. Oh yeah. man, obviously. Yeah. Or even a biker would have been cool too. Like not as good, but like you know if you what were in. The crew. One of the bikers is in the Mister Rogers documentary. Yeah, and that still blows me away. Like yeah. the I fact that because he worked on I forget his Nick Nick Tallow I think is his name. That sounds like. A uh, he worked on Mister Rogers' name. I think he was like the floor director. Man. And he worked on Dawn of the Dead because Mr. Rogers and George Romero were in Pittsburgh. So. Right. Very similar audience. Yeah, and George Romero worked for Mr. Rogers as well. That's but, so insane. Uh, yeah, one of the bikers was the floor director. What did George Romero do? Like the um, he made he like, like shot videos? stuff for him. Yeah, yeah. yeah picture picture. Because he did before he did the zombie movies, he did like really industrial boring stuff. industrial <laughs> yeah. films. And, really, like, like, yeah, yeah, according to you, I love those <laughs> commercials personally. I saw some some DVD, some Blu-ray. They had some behind the scenes. You can see some of them on YouTube, and they're just like, yeah. like here's a tractor. You have no you know? idea. Yeah, it's. Oh, I'm I'm like a Romero hipster. Like I thought that was his best stuff personally. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you guys got into him later when he was into the dumb zombie stuff. But I want audio commentary on that. <laughs> it's funny because like there is demand for that kind of stuff. It's like same with some of the early Toby Hooper stuff. You know, where you're just sort of like. It may not be incredible, but it's interesting to Actually, see. Actually, Toby Hooper's first movie is pretty good. It's called Eggshells. Yeah, that's what I was... It's like uh, an experimental uh, hippie-type mm. movie. If you go on Vimeo.com, I think you can you can get it there, and it's it's really cool. Well, I'm definitely it's sort of like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but without mm-hmm. a Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, <laughs> if that makes sense. If, if it was just the hippies. Right, yeah. right, right. But there's some cool um, low-budget visual effects in it. That's that, has that really been like... 
Agfood yet? Or uh, it came out. Uh, Arrow did it, I think, didn't they? It's on Vimeo. Like there yeah. was some little company restored it. I thought it was like an extra on a something else. I, I can't remember if it was like a, a standalone release or whatever. But I remember that when that came out. Yeah, it was yeah. like something. And he also did like a few short films, mm-hmm. and they're on Vimeo as well. Yeah, I've been wanting so, to see Eggshells for a while. Like, they're really and, worth checking out. Like if you're a Hooper fan. Oh man, and yeah. I suppose I am. It's he's one of those ones like I don't really think about it. I'm just like I like his stuff, and then I'm like, oh yeah, you know what? I guess I am kind of a Hooper fan. Like, yeah, how did that happen? Have you guys heard of a podcast called Inside Jaws? No, it's, it sounds familiar. Its seventh episode just came out, I think, today, and it's a mini series. And I think there's other inside, like inside other films. So this is specifically leading up to Jaws. So right. it talks about the real life thing with that Quint talks about. The, oh yeah, uh, the, you, uh, the Indianapolis. The Indianapolis. Yeah. And then it talks about Spielberg. Like a fascinating thing that you could never do now. Him as like a kid sneaking into the movie lot and just kind of watching stuff. <laughs> Directing scenes. Just, yeah, he ended up on one of Jerry Lewis's sets. Because Jerry yeah. Lewis had an open set. Like if you, if you were on the lot, you can walk in and watch. Man. I was just thinking about inside Jaws because right. any filmmaker and there's some people who are very humble but it's very true where in an alternate universe right now Steven Spielberg had a fine career as a TV director and he kept and he direct- was young too he was yeah. like early 20s but you know Duel didn't make a lot of money or sorry Duel was a TV movie that yeah. everyone liked got a big screen yeah. release and just kind of was there <laughs> Jaws was just a disaster and if it had come out and even if it just kind of not been a hit they would have been like, well, this kid directed this movie into the ground, yeah. and, and you know, then it broke even. Yeah, put him back on TV, but because it became the biggest movie of all time, which doesn't happen often with someone's first feature film. Mm-hmm. But it's it's always interesting to think of the career of. Well, he did Sugarland Express before Jaws. Oh, right, well, yeah. yeah. Well, well, I don't think that was that's a good movie, but I don't think that was a financial. That was success. like a little no. little bitty movie. Yeah. yeah. It probably didn't lose money, though. I'm assuming. Like, the budget was probably so minuscule that it was but, yeah. difficult to lose. But, but you listen, and just that they gave him Jaws yeah. is staggering. Like, yeah, and like, I'm also assuming the budget, like, ballooned by oh, the end yeah. of that movie. Like, Weeks over budget, yeah. over time, you know, just, like, days where you couldn't do anything because everything broke. Mm-hmm. And, it really reminds me of Star Wars. Like, just oh, how for all sure. the stuff that went wrong with that, and you got yeah. a young guy, and they're friends as well, so it's sort of funny. Like, just, just had it, it could have been just a piece of garbage that no one remembered, and, yeah. It's, and there's also, <laughs> a theory that as much as I like a lot of stuff from George and Steven later on that the more stressful and horrible the working situation is the better the movie comes out there's stuff with like we have Ocean's 8 coming up in a couple weeks mm-hmm. and it makes me think of the sequels Ocean's 12, 13 you know they're not horrible they're just there yeah. but a really great director and a great cast mm-hmm. and everything but they were just all hanging out having fun. Yeah. But then you see, like, Apocalypse Now or Star Wars or Jaws, stuff that almost killed the filmmaker. Yeah. And they all turned out great. Yeah. And there's this theory that, like, the less stress you have, the yeah. more ease you're at, the more kind of middle of the road the movie's going to be. Yeah. What is it about later period Marlon Brando and stressful shooting sets? Yeah. <laughs> that was the exception. Yeah. yeah. Unrelated, I'm sure. Yeah, I guess that's not true. Yeah, because it, and what you would call it, the... Um, Island of Dr. Moreau. Oh, God. So, that didn't turn out well, well yeah, for that okay, guy. Okay, so that one... <laughs> there are exceptions. There are exceptions. That, like, it, it would be really interesting to see an alternate version of that one that actually was what they set out to make, like, what the filmmakers had wanted with the cast they wanted. Well, like with that they, original director. Right. Or like, that. if they had oh. done that in three months, whatever, six months even, yeah. God knows what that would even look like. Imagine, too, if they had just cast... I'm trying to think of other people of the time, but if, if they had cast 
you know Andy Garcia Andy Garcia <laughs> My, Michael Keaton yeah. you know Alec Baldwin just anybody but Val Kilmer <laughs> and then if they had cast you know some anybody old, but Val yeah, basically yeah. that's the casting call <laughs> yeah it just it would have turned out to be a movie you know like, yeah. if it was like you know Michael Douglas instead of even Clooney because oh, sure, he was yeah. still kind of breaking in yeah, at that point I think and it's just like that poor director can look back and be like Marlon Brando ruined yeah. it because he didn't really bounce back from that did he or is he, is he did he direct other things after I that I, I want to tell I you that so. I have the answer to that but I'm, I'm going to say yeah. most likely not yeah I think that was it the documentary is great though so I mean yeah, at the very Lost least Soul? Yeah, yeah. So, I think it's on Netflix or something yeah I believe yeah. so yeah we had it a couple years least, ago yeah that's worth seeing so yeah, yeah that's worth it I guess I mean not for the director still but for us you know the yeah. audience it's great but man that sucks well any documentary like that it's always you feel a little bad because you're like well, we're kind of laughing at you. You're not having fun here. That one's not too bad because it's just a movie thing, but remember the, um, what's the one about the two kind of weirdo losers who are directing a movie? Oh, uh, 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 American Movie? American Movie? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's really good. That's yeah, a that, crazy that movie. Yeah. And the, the musician guy was actually pretty good, too. Like, he, he was a good guitarist. Mike. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I was like, this is better than it deserves to be. Well, and back in the day, like, Letterman became a big fan of that movie, and so he got them to do like shorts for him and stuff Man. but you watch a movie like that and you can't help but feel a little bit oh we're totally yeah. laughing at you they're basically the Fubar guys but like but real. it's real yeah. <laughs> and, and also he keeps pronouncing Coven Coven yeah, like, yeah I think it's, it's supposed like, to, print, to rhyme it with oven. Like oven yeah yeah that's <laughs> so good but they did a couple other things I think so I, I just kind of like lost track of them but yeah I remember after the fact yeah they put out like a legit movie I think it's just so weird because like that one I think I was still working at a video store when that came out and so yeah. it's just one of those cool little things where in the Netflix age they just come and go you know inexplicably but with that one it was just like a kind of a neat looking little VHS and I'm like well I'll watch this and there's a lot of heart to it well mm-hmm. they were talking now I don't know I don't understand the logistics of this but just the headline was with the Disney Fox merger it means 40 less movies being produced a year hmm. and I don't know what that means because I didn't read the article, yeah. but but it's something well, it's about how sad story like, in some ways. they'll be doing other things, mm-hmm. or, or you know, like focusing on bigger tentpole movies, maybe. Yeah. You know? But part of me is like, I'm okay with that. Like yeah. I, I can't keep up, and even little old Mayfair, we can't keep up the amount of times we pass on a film because we don't have room for it. Yeah. So part of me is kind of like. Yeah, I think maybe less movies is fine. It's true. It's well, okay. I was seeing something with uh, like John Turtletaub, who just uh, directed The Meg, and the he, Meg. Did, he did the National uh, Treasure movies. Yeah. And he was saying the reason there hasn't been a third one is because Disney has changed their focus to making different movies like that would make more money for them, right? Essentially, which obviously like is business, like that's how it works. But yeah, it's interesting because I honestly think I, mean, I haven't seen the National Treasure movies, but people seem to like them for a silly, you know, Indiana Jones-ish knockoff or whatever. But I, I think that's still a profitable franchise, theoretically. Like, you could put a third one out that doesn't cost $100 million, and you've got an audience. So it's, it's like, I'm not pushing for that, because, again, I haven't seen them. <laughs> but it, it's sort of interesting that they're like, no, we're not, we're not going to finish off the trilogy at a set budget. We're just, we're making Star Wars and Marvel now. I, I remember Robert Rodriguez running into a wall, this is years ago, because he was going to direct Zorro. And I'm just making up the number, but he said, like, I can do it for $40 million. And DreamWorks was like, no, we'll give you $100 million. And he's like, I don't need that much money. Here's the budget. I got it all figured out, yeah. you know? And he's like, no, it has to be $100 million. And in this bizarre thing, he left the project because he didn't want to spend that much money. Man. And I think that's what it might be, is that, say, instead of producing four 
50 million dollar movies yeah. they'll produce one 200 million dollar movie and they'll do that 12 times a year mm-hmm. so that math kind of adds up to be less movies yeah but you're right like it's, it's anybody who gets mad at it i'm like well they're a business yeah. and we keep going to those big movies and you know so yes they're gonna make another frozen they're gonna mm-hmm. make another spider-man they're gonna make you know another toy story yeah well yeah, and, and that's, that's what not they do. touching on the new stuff that oh, they yeah. have access to now and disney now owns 21st Century Fox. It is official, right? Yeah, that yeah. was official yesterday. Oh, okay, wow. that's what yeah. I thought. So yeah. they, they own the Simpsons and, and yeah. everything, pretty much. So this, the big thing that we talked about... And Fox News. Ages <laughs> ago. <laughs> that was the big pickup for them. Yeah. Deadpool can finally be on Fox News. <laughs> yeah. So it, there's two things that the Mayfair gets affected by this, if not for more things, but Rocky Horror Picture Show and Die Hard are now owned by Disney. Dun, dun, dun. Disney has a reputation of not letting out their library. Will they continue this? Yeah. And will that mean no Die Hard movie at Christmas? I remember talking about this last December. Oh man, we've yeah. So it's been times. a while. But I think we like try not to talk about it because it's kind of sad, and I don't. We don't want to know the yeah. worst case scenario, frankly. But I guess we'll know sooner or later. Now, like now that it's, I remember I gave like a little hello in front of Die Hard last December. <laughs> So that was like, whatever, eight months ago. Yeah. So that means that they've been working on this for eight months. Now they got their go, which means I'm sure Lee will be able to ask sooner or later to his Disney representative. Yeah, yeah. To the emperor. Yeah. <laughs> so like, this probably means we can't get I, Alien or, yeah. you know, even Serenity because the, the local brown coats oh, yeah. do their fundraiser every once in a while. Jeez. So it's, it's really, it is sad, but I, the more I think about it, I could see it going either way. I do expect that they're going to put a clamp on it, but I also could see, you know, Die Hard at Christmas is an institution, and so yeah. is Rocky Horror at Halloween, and I think, it, you know, it won't affect Disney's bottom line, but I think it would be foolish to be like, nope, never again, sorry. Yeah, and it's just such a weird thing that I would love to be at some, you know, some film conference, some film festival where some big shot was up there, and, you know, without animosity in my voice <laughs> go up to the microphone and be like so I, I co-own a, a little independent theater we show all kinds of old movies and and you know in the past 10 years whether it be a Hitchcock festival or James Bond festival or Abbott and Costello and you're the only studio that doesn't let out your old films mm-hmm. why like what's your business model because especially now that it's not 35 millimeter that yeah. it's all digital shouldn't you let us play 101 Dalmatians? You yeah, know, or, like, or Star Wars once a year even, something like oh, that. Yeah. Like it just seems, again, like I get it, they're not losing so much money that it, they care, but it's also like, it's, I don't know, I guess it's the fun that I miss. Like, well, it's like, this is supposed to be a fun studio and like, people want to come to this stuff. And it's just like, there's, there's enough Mayfairs in the world and enough cool little festivals that do retro things mm-hmm that it would make them a couple dollars. Yeah. You know, it's not going to lose them any money. No, and, it, and it's... I suppose it, it's silly to be like, oh, and then it gets the Disney name out there and, yeah. and people will come out to more Disney and Marvel stuff. You're like, okay, well, maybe not that. But it's still, like, it, it's just... I, I guess maybe I'm just being naive about it from that degree because, I, like, I think this is a big thing to a lot of moviegoers. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting because even to this day, like, I think when Han Solo came out, maybe, we always get emails or tweets saying oh are you gonna gonna play the old star wars films mm-hmm. and i'm like haven't you noticed that we never have yet don't <laughs> yeah. you think that's weird <laughs> yeah i do like, <laughs> like we all think it's weird or like you know you don't want to sound too sarcastic bastard but going like oh we never thought about showing yeah. this star okay. wars movies it would be we really need an alternate like twitter account where yeah. we're just cruel jerks <laughs> with, with a little asterisk this is a character. Don't be mad at yeah, us. At Bad Mayfair Theater. Like, yeah. <laughs> that would be well, even it. today, I was sitting here doing some paperwork. So 
I got here and Andrew was doing stuff and the phone rang and I picked it up and it was a woman saying the newspaper had the wrong time okay. for a movie today. And so I said, oh yeah, always look at our website. It's always better. Then I heard, I don't know if it was her or somebody else come in and say, oh, our website is wrong. And I'm sitting here and I got to <laughs> hold my tongue because I'm like, it doesn't matter. Let yeah. her walk by. But I wanted to run out and be like, no, it's right. Yeah, it's yeah. right. Look at, <laughs> my, look at that. Look at my phone. It's right. Our website is wrong. That yeah. part's true. <laughs> And I think it's always like they're looking at the schedule and looking at Wednesday instead of Tuesday. It's always yeah. something really simple like that. Mm-hmm. Or three billboards instead of three strangers, which it still says. I, I, yeah. I'll never understand. It's so funny. How, what? Yeah, that's what any showing we've had of three. Yeah, no, I've had things. a couple of people like, oh, I thought it was three. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. that was Why last you, year, wasn't yeah. it? Or at least months six ago? months ago, at least. Like, so their little robot algorithm in the Google. It just sees three. And it's not even the same, so like, it's weird. three, that's does a long it, title. Does it say three billboards? Straight up, it says three billboards Where? in Ebbing, Missouri. It just, if you Google Mayfair Theater, the oh, first thing that God. shows up is three billboards. I actually made a tweet of it, because he sent me the, the <laughs> Isn't screen Google, grab. like, don't they own the internet? Like, aren't they the most competent, <laughs> Didn't they normally... the internet? Well, it always makes me think, like, if they're getting this wrong, yeah. they must be getting really important things wrong, too. Yeah. Don't they own us? Like, yeah. Like, and I'm not even sure that it's Google. Like, I think it's the first hit Google finds. I don't know. It could be Cinema Clock. Who knows what it is? But, like, that's what it says. And I'm just like, why? So you saw the number three, and we're like, oh, we got this. We got this. Yeah. <laughs> and it's because, and it's you know, although it's a small film, it's still a film produced by, on the British side, what is it, Channel 4, Film 4? And here, CNN. So two big Man. companies, you know. Yeah, yeah, major. Yeah, and, it's, and it's so funny. It's And it was, like, pretty big. Like oh, that, my that God. First, that, yeah, you see. Andrew's looking right now. Yeah, he does say three. Oh, <laughs> he didn't believe it, and here it is. No, so I, I made a note both on Facebook and on Twitter. Hopefully people just look at it and be like, yeah. Can we call Google? At like, least it doesn't say Three Ninjas. Oh, oh my man. God. I would yeah. be all over that. Three Ninjas Kickback is playing. We're like, no, no, no. It's the original Three Ninjas. He's like, well, that's not what it said. Well, in a lot of a lot of stuff in the past that has a similar title, I totally remember when we played a weird 1970s Spider-Man movie <laughs> that it said Sam Raimi Spider-Man. I believe when we had Blade Runner, the new one, it yeah. said Blade Runner without the 2049 on it or whatever. Man. So it happens all the time. That all one's not time. as bad, at least in the sense that, like, yeah. if someone comes out, they're like, "Okay, well, well it's fine. A I'll Runner. watch Blade Runner." Okay, yeah. but for the the Spider Man one, you're just like, "Yeah, I've seen this one. I want to see the weird '70s one." Yeah, oh, it's where so... Santos fights Captain America. You told me this was that one. And I don't think there is like a is there like a one eight hundred Google like hello Mister Google I don't <laughs> like oh and it's plus like what are you gonna be on the phone for like an hour? Yeah, be like, so oh, it's an algorithm or something. You're like okay, yeah. But I just imagine like you know. NASA or a hospital or something looking at Google and being like, oh, that's wrong. Yeah, yeah. Like, There's nothing more important than movie theaters. But yeah, if there were, if there were. <laughs> yeah, it is. Sad. I'm still, I'm still sad that you had to miss uh, it's Land of the Dead for that wedding. But oh yeah, it made me think of the time I had to miss us screening the Beyond because I was meeting my girlfriend at the times aunt and uncle like it wasn't even like parents that's weird I was like but it's a one and only showing of <laughs> Lucio Fulci the beyond don't you care about that it's like oh no wait, no not everyone if she really about cared that. about you she would let you go do that movie it's okay she also made me miss Arcade Fire at Blues Fest in like 2007 or whatever it was so yeah. and now I can't afford to see them anymore so horrible person Fun. clearly yeah I brought it full circle so yeah. now you can be like getting back to movies yeah we're <laughs> running short on time <laughs> Fun, so that never happens never so let's just mention the movies Screening from Friday, August 3rd to Thursday, August 9th. A new film this week is Leave No Trace. 
which I'm trying not to read too much about, but it's from the director and writer of Winter's Bone, mm. which was great. Yeah, it's a great poster, too. I know that doesn't equal yeah. anything, but it, it looks cool. Winter's Bone is the film that, man, like 2010, and put Jennifer Lawrence on the map. Oh, yeah. And so if it's anything like that, like it's probably like a smaller, mm. dramatic, maybe crime genre kind of thing. But, but like I said... I'm not looking at it because I don't want to know. I, I like I, the speculating you're doing, though. Yeah. Like, that's my new thing. I don't. I only look at a poster, and then I speculate what the movie's about based yeah. on the title and the poster. Apparently, it's, like, really minimalist. There's not a lot of um, yeah. dialogue in it. That makes mm. sense. I would like that. Father and daughter in the woods trying to survive or something. There you go. Now I, you know too much. I know too much. <laughs> or something. Well, that's what the poster looks like it's as well. It's an old-timey yeah. musical. That's a, yeah, that's how I'm going in. Then we have two holdovers... For a fourth week, Won't You Be My Neighbor. Which is great because I did not actually make it in on the weekend like I claimed I was oh, going to. Oh, it's good. You got to see it. Yeah. And then for a second week, Three Identical Strangers. Nice. Wait, not three really billboards. Good. Not three billboards. <laughs> which, talk about, I don't want to know anything about it. So yeah. I went in to see it and I knew it was about a documentary about triplets kind of separated at birth. It's kind of what I figured, yeah. That's all you got to know. Don't read, because there's some reviews out there that I've read after the fact now that just totally give away the yeah, twist. They open with the twist. Pretty much. And I'm like, come on, critics. Like, yeah, like I, you don't got it. You can write about how much you like a movie without giving yeah. the point by point of the movie. Or have a spoiler after the fact. Like, I don't mind that in reviews where they're like, non-spoiler here, now if you want to talk, whatever, you know. My spoiler-free review of it is just that these truth stranger than fiction documentaries are bonkers. Yeah. And you just sit there and your mind is blown. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. There was a bunch of older women that were here to see it the other day, and then right before they were still sitting there, and Hereditary was just starting, and I was like, "Wow, they're um, that mind blown!" Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And they were still talking about it, and I was like, "Ah, uh, you know, like, are you staying for the next movie?" And they were like, "Oh no!" And I was like, "I only say it because it's a graphic horror movie," and I just thought maybe it was more of a warning. They were like, "This was a graphic horror movie," uh, and I was like, "What? What is this about?" Even spoiler, like, spoiler. I guess, but I don't even uh, like. I, I don't. I don't it's know. It's so funny because <laughs> this is the last I'll say about it because I don't want to spoil anything. But I did read a review that by Happycent said it would make a good double bill with Hereditary just because they're oh. both heavy family films. Yeah. Not family films, heavy films about <laughs> families. families. Yeah. And, I, and side note, Hereditary was great. But oh, I love Hereditary. That's a whole other... I should have done the double bill, but you know. Yeah. So yeah. Someday. So that's our two holdovers. Then two auto premieres, one called Poor Boy, which... Has Michael Shannon in it, not oh. in a starring role, but I think he's got a cool supporting Sad. role. Plays a rodeo clown. Plays a rodeo clown. Oh, that better be true. What more do you want in a movie? Oh man! And it looks like a. I think it's a crime genre. Like yeah, I've seen the trailer. Like small like a town crime. Small time kind of crime thing, kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. And Michael Shannon is in the trailer a lot, but I'm like, I don't think you're in this whole movie. <laughs> I think this is a trick. Cut it in. Uh, yeah, but it looks really good. And then Fireworks, which is an anime film, which is a genre we always get lots of requests for, so I hope mm-hmm. people come out and support this one. This is by the team that did a movie last year or the year before. I'm just trying to look up the title because I forget. He's just remembering this. He's not looking uh, yeah, at Yeah, I'm phone. not looking at my phone. <laughs> He's totally just thinking, thinking phone. really hard right now. Totally thinking. It was that studio... Just say Studio Ghibli and everyone would be like, oh, right, sure. Yeah. This film they did last time is like in the top, I think, 75 on IMDb for like, like rating. Anything? Of anything. Of anything. Jeez. Yeah. And it was a giant financial hit. And it's one of those things where it's funny where people say, oh, it's a small world. And you're like, no, because there's a movie that's a giant hit over in Japan yeah. and we've never heard of it here. Man. And we still don't know what it is. Yeah. So much so that I can't find Kubo? the name of it. Kubo and the Two Strings? Is that a thing? Your Name. It's called Your Name. Ah, jeez. So, so Eric is the name of the movie? Eric. Yeah. So Eric. I should have seen that already. 
But yeah, so a cool looking anime that we have for three matinees over this upcoming long weekend. Fun. And then we kick off our month-long Winona Ryder uh, tribute festival. It's happening! With Heather's 30th anniversary screening. One of your favorites. It's, like, this came out right in my wheelhouse, where I was a couple years younger than the characters, but, like, going into high school, and it's yeah. like a crazy dark high school movie. And it's Winona Ryder and Christian Slater when he was, like, super Jack Nicholson. Yeah, yeah. And, like... Slatering it up. And Shannon Doherty right before going over to 90210. Man. And it was, uh, have you ever seen uh, Massacre at Central High? No. Which it was like, that came out earlier, and Heather's, some would say, borrowed a lot of oh, themes from that man. movie, but is way more popular and successful. But Masquerade Center High is getting a Blu-ray release this year for the first time. Oh, yeah, I've never, seen, I've never seen that movie. Oh, it's, I think you really like it. It's, yeah. it's really good. And it's from the director of Hudson Hawk, which is one of my favorite movies I, that no one else likes. Dude, I actually quite like it. Really, I'm not going to lie to you, I saw it for Bad Movie Night, but yeah, yeah. it was really enjoyable. Like, I unironically enjoy that movie. And he's like, you know, there's films out there that you like and no one else does. <laughs> yeah. My friends and I saw it at the dearly departed Rideau Center Theater back oh, when we were in high school. There was a, a good crowd there. And you could tell the rest of the crowd was on the verge of, like, booing and throwing tomatoes. <laughs> and at the end, a guy behind us stood up and just said, like, that was horrible. And stormed out. And my friends and I, my three dumb friends and I, were, like, clapping practically. Oh, man. And it was just one of those things where I was like... I thought that was like the new Die Hard. What yeah. the hell? Like, oh man! But I, yeah. I love that reaction of that guy though. <laughs> it was perfect. Like, he hasn't even seen Mercury Rising yet. No. Like, he doesn't know how it's gonna get. <laughs> he has so much ahead of him. Oh man! Color is it Color of Night. Was that the other one he did? Oh like, yeah. Oh, there's so that many. one's also Bruce has hilarious. A deep Striking well. distance. <laughs> oh god! There's so many. Hudson Hawk's the one where he like knows the exact runtime of tracks that he sings to himself while Robin exactly. plays it. Yeah. Yes. That bit is so genius and dumb in equal <laughs> yeah. parts that I just don't know how to feel. The other films coming up in August are Edward Scissorhands, mm-hmm. Reality Bites, and Bram Stoker's Dracula. So a nice diversity there. Yeah. And I wrote a little. I write a little piece every month for our friends Target across the street for their zine. And I wrote about this. And I said basically, you know, Hollywood is very guilty of being a bunch of old white men. And <laughs> we've had festivals in the past ranging from Spielberg and Quentin and Hitchcock and Kubrick. So we wanted to have something of a female yeah. festival. And, and it was our manager, Melissa, who came up with doing Winona Ryder, which seems kind of weird at first. But I like that it's kind of weird. that it's not, And it's gotten great buzz. So I hope yeah. people come out for it. And she really is and was pretty important. Because yeah. like she's the first credit in Heathers, the mm. first credit in Reality Bites. And then movies like Edward Scissorhands and Bram Stoker's Dracula are very different. Yeah. And I like that all four films are like a dark teen comedy, a romantic drama, a gothic horror, mm. and kind of a fantasy suburban kind of thing. Yeah. So they're all very different. And I like that. Yeah. No, it's, it's something for everyone. It's yeah. hard to get, you know, and, and as you've said before, like, if there's anything by her that you really want to see, we probably tried. We uh, tried. Yeah. We can't so, get Beetlejuice. Yeah. <laughs> so, and like, there's probably a lot of folks out there who maybe only know her from Stranger Things. Yeah. Like I said, if you're a younger person, if you're like 20 and you just saw Stranger Things, you may not have seen Heather's or Reality Bites. So this is a fun chance to get to see some of this stuff. And she's she's never really went away, but she's making a bit of a comeback now because of Stranger Things. And she has this romantic drama yeah. coming up with Keanu. Which, I'm still, which I hadn't heard about until the last podcast when you told me. And I'm yeah. like still stoked about that. But she's always been around. Like She, she played Spock's mom in Star Trek. Oh in uh, JJ Star Trek. I had no idea. Yeah, I still yeah. haven't I've seen those. I hate what? to admit. Oh, I know, yeah. I know. So come and check out the Winona Fest. That'll probably be the last fest for a while because usually we kind of 
do those in the slower months and then yeah. hopefully now with September and leading into award season already we're going to be packed with other things yeah. so it's like I, I, I pushed hard for Nick Cage Fest but uh, Lee was like nah you know we're good for now but I was like okay look me and the other five people who would have been all over that we'll buy eight tickets 80 tickets each it would have been so it would have been loud in there regardless I feel yeah. like you know I hope we can get Mandy oh I hope so dude it looks so good I mean it was just at Fantasia yeah so we have like a window before it does it's like VOD yeah thing, I but... think I think September 13th is the like oh, VOD time. or something so yeah I, that was kind of my thing when Lee was like yeah we can't really do this festival and I was like but Mandy get Mandy yeah still doing Mandy sorry about you mom and dad was awesome yeah and yeah, I think it did good. pretty well I think you did okay with it I think so okay so thanks for listening you can check us out on the MayfairTheater.ca website we're on Twitter Facebook Instagram go visit our friends at House of Target across the street for some pierogies before you come see a movie we'll be back next week with another pulse pounding edition pulse pounding adventure if you're yeah. listening to this in a timely manner you can go online and look at next week's schedule for uh, the first couple weeks of August right now yeah. because the holiday Monday meant Lee had to get a head start but we'll be back That's to fair. talk about that next week. And if you're listening to it on Thursday, it's my birthday today. So Happy yeah, birthday. Right? Happy almost birthday. Almost so birthday. close, two days. Future birthday. If I can survive uh, the Kill Bill Volume 2 crowd, then I'll have seven days off. <laughs> Yay. We'll see how that goes. Oh, that reminds me. One more thing before we wrap up. Our manager, Melissa, is doing a giant scavenger hunt called Gish. So you can look it up on Twitter. It's at Gish yeah. or whatever. Not the Smashing Pumpkins album. No, it's put on by an actor from Supernatural. Okay. And it's this giant worldwide nerd scavenger hunt, and they do insane things. So I know about it because she asked me to tweet and Facebook because she needs 400 likes on her post, yeah. and that counts towards one of the scavenges. Okay. Yeah, so if you have two seconds, go to our Twitter or Facebook and give Melissa a like, and it's all a good deed. The money goes to some good charities. And if she wins, she gets some crazy prize. Like a pizza party or something? I think like a world tour trip, maybe. Oh, that's even, even better. Yeah. Why did, I always go immediately to pizza, <laughs> pizza party. party. Like, a pizza there's party. a prize? Is it pizza? Maybe if you're really good for your birthday. Uh, I'm so excited. Party. That's what I want. Thanks again for listening, everybody, and we'll see you next time. Bye. See you later. I like when we say bye all at the same time. <laughs> Heather Chandler. Heather McNamara. Heather Duke. Veronica Sawyer. Woo! Because I can be. The most powerful click at Westerberg. God, Veronica, drool much? Most people would die to get into it. Heather number one just looked right at me. I'm worshipped Westerberg, and I'm only a junior. Veronica would kill to get out of it. You were nothing before you met me. You were a Girl Scout cookie. JD has come to answer her prayers. I'm a no-rest build-up man myself. Killer. He's got a way with women. <laughs> a way with words. Is this as good for you as it is for me? Life can suck. And a very special way with a gun. Veronica can't live with him. Help! I love my dead gay son. And she can't live without him. Does this turn out weak or what? Had at least 70 more people at my funeral. What? Their meeting was destiny. That knife is filthy! What do you think I'm gonna do with it? Take out her tonsils? Their love <gasps> has a body count. I loved you. It's coming up here to kill you. That's it. We're breaking up. Young love. Heather's a killer comedy. Oh my God.
have to send my SAT scores to San Quentin instead of Stanford. Hey.